Hi, I'm Shelly. I'm Rachel. And this is Chicks and Dicks. <laughs> if you can guess what that's a rip off of, then you win a special prize. Well, no, you don't. We don't have any. We money don't have for any prizes. <laughs> money for a prize, but that's all right. But if you do hear heavy breathing during the episode, that would be my dog munching on a stick. Yes, it's not us. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing, anyway, Rach? Um, I'm okay. I had a little bit of a rough week, kinda, at the end of last week. Okay, because I'm like, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, not off to a great start. Yeah. Uh, no, this week, this week is shaping up too much better than last week. Um, so yeah. Doing all right. Oh, that's good. Yeah, how about you? Just busy, you know, I'm going on a trip soon, so... Yeah, lots to organize. Yeah, I mean, it's a work trip, right? So I have a lot of logistics that I have to move around, equipment. You know, it's a 36-hour drive that I'm doing on my own, so, mm-hmm. you know, you have you have to deal with a lot, of, yeah. a lot of things. Adverse weather might be a problem, you never know. Yep. So, yeah, it's just just busy. So it's been good. Okay, I mean, I'm, good. I, I mean, idle hands are the devil's playground, right? So I and I have to say that um, this book did not help with anything. <laughs> oh my though. God. I had such a hard time getting through know, this week's book. I know. For our listener, <laughs> Rachel kept on texting me and she'd be like, fuck this book. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> over and over again. I didn't have a harder time. I didn't have as hard of a time as you did. Yeah. Um, getting through it, but as we know, I'm a bit of a faster reader than you, and thank God for that. Um, yeah, <clears throat> when you're a slow reader and then you really hate what you're reading, <clears throat> oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, and it's ironic that it took. I had such a hard time getting through this, considering how fast paced this book is. I know. Okay, we'll talk about that a bit. First yeah. of all, we should introduce what we're reading. Okay, so <laughs> it was my choice this week, and because I have a dog, I chose another dog book, and I. Swear to God, I'm never going to choose no, another we, dog book no again. No more books unless, with dogs on the cover. Unless our listener has like a really good dog book they can recommend. <laughs> this will never, ever happen again because every single time I choose yeah. one with a dog. Is- and I was like, the last one was a dog park book, I thought, which it wasn't. And now hmm. I thought this one would be like a canine police rescue book, but it really, the canine was like a side, not really a part of the No, well, I mean, he's a canine cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically just don't buy any more books with dogs on the cover. Yeah. That's, well, so... <laughs> that's the new rule. What is on. he... I don't know. My dog is just <laughs> ripping apart a bag. Here, we'll just, we'll just like, uh, see what he wants. It's a bag full of books. Oh, and Chewbacca. Okay. Yeah, he's... No, he doesn't want Chewy. He wants the books. He probably wants the books. Oh, Star Wars. It's Never. a bag of Star Wars <laughs> books. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway. that would be my bag of Star Wars yeah. books. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, okay, so today's book, On the Chase by Katie Ruggle. It's uh, part of the Rocky Mountain Canine Unit series. Right, This, I believe this is probably the second book. Not that you need to read the first book mm-hmm. um, before you can read the second one. And do you want to read the tagline on it? The tagline or the synopsis? No, well, there's the tagline and then there's the synopsis. Okay, right, so... so. Injured in the line of duty, his orders are simple. Stay alive and protect her at all costs. Or both of them will pay the price. <laughs> That's like right at the bottom there. Just, just as I had. You almost, you almost missed that one. Oh, yeah. Thanks mm-hmm. for uh, pointing that one out to me. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Do you want me to read this synopsis? Please. All right. The sole witness to a horrific crime, Kaylee Ramey. Ramey? 
Ramey? Ramey? Ramey. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Ramey <laughs> flees to the Colorado Rockies to start a new life. There she becomes Grace, a dog kennel employee desperately trying to avoid attention, especially from dangerously attractive canine officer Hugh Murdoch. Because he was all or tall, <laughs> dark, and nothing but trouble. <laughs> He was anxious to get back in the field after an act of heroism left him warming the bench. Until then, he and his canine partner, Lexi, spend their hours teasing the town's mysterious newcomer. But when their simmering attraction is nearly cut short by a sniper's bullet, Hugh mysteriously, <laughs> Hugh's mystery woman must come clean about the secret she keeps. Charlene Harris calls this book vivid and charming. I don't know who Charlene I'm gonna is. I'm going to just she uh, writes the True Blood series. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the book begins in Los Angeles, and Kaylee uh, is at a dinner party at her boyfriend's uncle's house, uh, and her boyfriend's uncle is a mobster. Mm-hmm. And but she, he doesn't seem to know that the boyfriend. Well, the, well, they don't know. They both don't know it to begin with. Well, okay, so we'll we'll get to that. So they're up. They're at dinner. Kaylee needs to use the bathroom. Her boyfriend gives her bad directions. She ends up lost i don't like how do you get i mean I, okay the guy's got a great big house but i can't imagine it's being that lost getting that lost like once i went house. past like four doors i'd probably go back <laughs> yeah it's like none of these are the bathroom clearly like yeah or like so she gets lost she starts opening doors and finds a door to the basement and she's about to close the door when she hears somebody call for help so of course she goes down into the basement and she finds three guys in there tied to chairs who've been recently tortured. And one's like got like a gaping socket where his eyes should be yeah. essentially. Like. <laughs> yes. So she frees them. Yep. Uh, and then decides after a moment of hesitation, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> should I? Shouldn't I? Do I really want to get going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and they weren't gagged though. Why weren't they gagged? Or did she take the gags off? I don't remember. No, no, because they, they were calling her. for help. Yeah, okay. So they weren't gagged. Yeah, that was no, dumb. Just tied up. That was a bad move on the captain. Right. Yeah. Jesus. Everybody knows you gag. You gag your captains. captains. <laughs> it's, like, it's like kidnapping 101. <laughs> um, and she decides she's just going to piece right out of there. Um, is attacked by the uncle. His name is Martin. Mm-hmm. On her way to get her car. She knees him in the balls, kicks him in the face. Breaks his nose. Breaks his nose. Uh, Gets in the car and... Drives straight to the police yeah. station. Luckily, her friend... Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, she goes to the police station. She tells them what has happened. And then... They put her in a holding... A room where she's supposed to wait to speak with some detective. A uh, cop walks in. She notices his name tag has the same last name as her boyfriend and his gangster uncle. And this guy is trying to drag her into a stairwell so he can kill her. Yep. So she escapes that guy, uh, frantically calls her friend Penny. Who luckily works at a women's shelter who knows someone who can make her disappear. Yes. And so, essentially, the scene cuts there, and then she ends up being in Colorado. She ends up in Monroe, Colorado, like the smallest town on the planet. It empties out in the wintertime, which I think is weird. Yep. Yeah, in Colorado. Or is it Oregon? No, they're in Colorado. Yeah, they're in Colorado. You're right. Um, And so, (laughs) this is where I first start having problems with this book. This town is so tiny it has a population of like I don't know four hundred yeah, or something so, like yeah. that. All the businesses shut down in the winter time. 
Everybody knows each other, so no one's going to notice this but mysterious girl that it just shows has up. Its own police force. Yep. Which has a large canine unit. Which <laughs> seems to consist solely of a canine unit. Yeah. <laughs> that, there's no way that would ever happen. The county would police this town if it were that small. It wouldn't have its own police force, and it certainly wouldn't have a canine unit. Yeah, I, you know what? Like, I didn't really have as much of an issue with this as you did. Like, I understand that this person had no idea what they were writing about when they wrote this. It's fine. <laughs> but, you know, like, they, there's there's the only canine unit element to this. Um, but then there's the fact that everything that happens with the police force throughout the book doesn't actually ever happen on the books. It's always, like, off the record. Like, the police force doesn't do any policing, actually. Well, they the just, they wait for a biker gang to roll through town every couple of months. Yeah, to bust them for drugs. To bust them for drugs, drug right, because they transport drugs from one place to another on the quickest route or the most direct route. It's through this town. It's through this town. So. Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's <laughs> yeah, get into so it. Perfect place to send a new girl who needs to disappear. Oh, my God, yeah. Why wouldn't you send her to another city someplace? Yeah, somewhere where she could be anonymous. Right, you because can't be like, anonymous you can in a, a town of four hundred. Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, um, sir, do you anybody anybody new coming to town? Yeah, yeah. There's this chick, Grace. <laughs> yeah, she just showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, no one really knows where she came from. Stunningly or gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she uh, moved in with that other new girl who showed up out of, out of nowhere, nowhere six yeah. months ago. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was where I was like, that is like the dumbest place to disappear Come ever. On, right? Come on. Jesus. Um, so Kaylee is renamed Grace. And she, her friend's name is Julia or Jules. Jules. She moves in with Jules and her siblings. Uh-huh. And they live in this ramshackle house. And then she meets Hugh. Who yeah. is this, like, you know, hot cop who, like, injured himself or was injured he on the line of duty saving some kids. Saving Jules's her brother. Brother, yeah. And then, and he just, he's obnoxious. He's, like, right off the I bat is such an asshole. hated this guy. What a dick. Oh, he was such a dick. He's such a dick. He can't he's not eat. like, and he's not like a charming dick. No, he's just an asshole. Yeah. He does this thing. I, I have such a problem when I'm mad. And I'm not taken seriously, and someone just teases you, teases me about being mad, mm-hmm. and that's what Hugh does mm-hmm. constantly. And I think it's so fucking insulting. Yep. And so disrespectful. It's the only person I've ever slapped in my life was someone who did that to me. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was angry, and I was trying to communicate, and they're like, "Oh, you're so angry with me. Oh, you're so angry." So so I slapped them. Good. Good for you. Yeah. I actually <laughs> just lost it, and I and then I walked away. And then I told my friend that I, I slapped him, and they were just like, well, good for you. <laughs> so, so that was that. He had it coming. He did have it coming. <laughs> so. Is this the, do I know this person? The one that I slapped? The one that you slapped? It was the Italian. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should have done a lot more than slap on. <laughs> I don't promote violence. I don't, but yeah, he was a dick. Anyway, so I understand yeah. what you mean by that. It's just yeah. like he just teases her constantly. Like it's and one like, thing to tease, but it's another thing like. But he like goes out of his way. Like he leaves yeah. places to go find her and to torment her. her. Yeah. yeah. He's an like, asshole. Yeah. And like, let alone the fact that he recognizes every once in a while that she's slightly frightened and off put by the fact that he keeps on showing up or when he startles her, just appearing out of nowhere. She. Like, she has a knee-jerk reaction, which is fear, and he keeps on doing it. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> you register that she's clearly afraid of something. You think she's being cagey, which she is. So put those two together, 
and maybe your cop brain can figure out that this girl is hiding from someone. And even if you figured that out, maybe you should just be a little nicer about trying to find out what's going on instead of like going on this roundabout, teasy, flirty asshole maneuver. But he also makes it a point to investigate her. Yes. Oh, here's this hot woman in town and super attracted to her. I think she's telling me lies. I'm going to investigate her. Yeah, that's the way to build bridges. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about Grace briefly. Do we have to? She, okay, I get it. You're on the run from the mob. You witnessed something Uh. terrible. You're having a hard time adjusting to your new situation. But you need to get over it. Because holy fuck, woman. (laughs) I can't stand to read about you being upset and second guessing yourself. Do you know the other thing I didn't and, and like? Just, it like I get like I okay maybe that's true to life, but this is a book. It's a fantasy. Do you know what I didn't like? Get over your shit. I didn't like the fact that she was was constantly more uh, sad about losing the things in her life. She's like, and I had all these pretty dresses because I grew up poor and I had just earned all these pretty dresses. Yeah. And like that's all she cared about was like not her safety, but the fact that she lost her stuff. But her stuff was important to her and that's what gave her life meaning. Meaning and <laughs> which she, is terrible. She placed value in the stuff because she grew up poor without stuff. Yeah. So when she made a name for herself and yeah, but here's she the was thing, able like... to buy stuff and then had to give it up and be poor all over again, I could understand why she, that would upset her. Yeah, no, I just I just think that there was like the priorities in that maybe like losing your friend more like her best friend yeah like that would be a little more upsetting than a dress <laughs> but you don't really hear about that <laughs> no you don't you don't hear about how much she misses penny it's how much she misses her yeah. condo yeah <laughs> exactly See what i mean like sorry like you can miss your dress but yeah. you should probably miss something a little more than just the fucking dress just saying just saying oh my god Oh my god. So so anyways, she's she's a tool. She's a, So there's a lot going on in this book because not only is Grace super paranoid now and jumping at shadows, which is reasonable. Which I is think. reasonable, especially in a 10400. <laughs> Hugh seems to be the target of an assassin. Mm. Yeah, they're that yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like me, I'm like, okay, maybe it's parallel storylines. Maybe they'll intersect. No. Neither one of those things happen. No. So I, no, no, it kind of does, but it doesn't make sense. I don't, and, and here's the thing is, it's like, I don't understand. This book is so ridiculous because by the time it actually starts, like, moving, moving, like, it moves mm-hmm. at a fast, yeah, slow pace. Quick. It's like the fastest, slowest book you can read. Yeah, there's like, there's always, there's action in every chapter. Yeah, and so someone takes a, the point where it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, so someone takes a <laughs> shot at Jules and or... No, like Hugh. Uh, Hugh. Or Hugh. But, like, Jules thinks it's at her, and then she tells... No, Grace. Or Grace, sorry. Oh, fuck. I'm getting confused. So, <laughs> yeah. So she takes a, a shot at Hugh. Grace thinks it's for her. And then so Grace tells Hugh just everything right on the spot. Pretty much. Yeah, more... There's some... <clears throat> well, there's some hedging. And then they have an argument about who's the target. It's yeah. like, come on. It's like the dumbest... This is so <laughs> stupid. And then she comes clean. Mm-hmm. And then it's all, and then he feels really protective of her. Yeah. Oh, but even before then, <laughs> there's this fucking scene. Okay, so this there's this biker gang, right? And part of the book 
is devoted to waiting for the Spiker Gang to do oh, their ride through town. God, yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the cops... By which I mean the canine unit. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, he's not allowed because he's he's off duty, and they keep on forbidding him from actually partaking yeah. in any which, type of sting. Which is understandable. Yeah. He's on medical So what leave. is he supposed to be protecting her? No, no, no. He this is this is before they've been shot at, and she comes clean about who she is. There, he's Hugh is pissed off because he's been kicked out of the police station, and he's got like nothing to do all day. So. The, the rack and ruin biker gang is coming through town and they've the cops have set up like this little sting operation or whatever or no like a, a ride program whatever to pull over the bikers and so what's he gonna do he's going to climb on top of the roof of the yeah. building nearby so he can watch it go down and then she goes and with she him. goes with him and he like helps her get up there i'm so like they climb, way to, they way to make tree. also this random woman a target like why are you so letting they, her into that situation a tree to get up on the roof of this building um and then they're spotted <laughs> by one of the cops q's buddy theo who is also an asshole mm-hmm. and one of the bikers mm-hmm. so it's like ah oh, shit we got to get off this roof they climbed a tree to get onto the roof, but they can just jump down. Yeah. How tall is this building? I don't think this author knows how high a story is. I don't know. Like, so, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, honestly, I didn't really care that much about like, that. Because I was just like, this is just dumb from beginning to end. Because so so, it doesn't add, this doesn't add or no. take away from the story. Like, it doesn't. But, so they, they, like, they get down off the roof of the building. They go inside the building. This biker comes into the building. Um, and there's going to be a big fight. And while they're they're dragging the biker away, he mouths to them, I'm going to get you. And Hugh says out loud, you'll never get Grace. Are you the world's worst cop? cop. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I'm waiting. For 300 pages, I am waiting for a payoff for that line. And that mistake. Nothing else, no, and no, it never comes. It never comes. No. <laughs> so weird. And like you think that it would at least be like an interesting dead end. But no, there's nothing. Nothing happens of that. My thing that I had an issue with is towards the end of the book when um, Hugh has the assassin coming after him and they're like in the cabin and then they're like, okay, they're going to come up to the cabin. We need to... You know when they're in Otto's house? Yeah, yeah. And he's got a fucking bunker? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's got a bunker, but all the people are are fucking up this cabin and they're like, well, it's in, it's in the middle of the woods. So in the, in the assassins in the woods. So every cop, let's leave the cabin and all the people who are defenseless in this cabin alone... And no, we'll no, just... they, no, they all, they, they're at, they're at Otto's house out in the forest someplace. There are snipers up on the ridge. <coughs> so so what do the... they do? They decide not to cool their heels in the bunker, but for everyone to leave via the underground passageway and then let's ditch the women and children in yeah, a that's cave. It. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, in a cave. Yeah, they're in a cave. And I then thought... the big, strong, manly men will all go out. We'll ambush the, the snipers. snipers and leave all the women and children alone, unprotected. <laughs> like you're like, why you... didn't you leave them in the bunker, Jesus? Yeah, and then all this, <laughs> and, and and I'm just sitting there going, yeah, like I'm like, um, there was a bunker, wasn't there? And I like for a minute, I was like, maybe I read that wrong. No, no you didn't. Yeah, and then and he's then I... a he's a prepper. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, uh, and, and then you're like, okay, so the women are children, they're alone. Of course, you know, like, they get attacked. Of course they do. And they have to fend for themselves. And, and they do fine on yeah. their own. Oh, yeah, they do fine They on don't their need own. no man to protect them. <laughs> it's just, like, so <laughs> fucking stupid, that part. I was like, 
Oh. Again, well, it's just it's action on every page. So, but it's so contrived. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Do you? How did you find the sexual tension between the two characters? Well, considering I didn't like them, yeah, I couldn't really get into the their relationship. I didn't find it was terrible. The tension between them, I didn't really like it. I didn't. At first, I didn't like them either. But I was just like, oh, two dicks like each other. Like that's fine. Like, <laughs> Someone there for everybody. Yeah, it was just, but it was, it was just so hot and cold because of there was almost too much action to build up any proper tension. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like when you have someone like walk in on something when they're just about to have an important discussion, that's one thing. But when you have a bullet walk in on them instead, it just (laughs) creates like a whole different mood. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like (laughs) when the deck collapses. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So again, oh, this is the best. So or the worst, or the worst, depending on how you look at things. They go to Hugh takes Grace to his place for dinner up in the woods. Up in the, and again, he lives like on the side of a mountain. We all live on the side of a mountain. And part he, of being K nine patrol, <laughs> real estate on the side of the mountain. They're all neighbors. And he's got yeah, he's got this deck that he built like off the side of the cliff. And while Grace and Lexi, Lexi's a dog, um, are on the deck, it gives way. And so Grace sort of catches onto Lexi's harness, and they're both dangling off the, what's left of the, the deck, deck, hanging off the side of this mountain. And then Hugh has to And Hugh has to rescue both of them, yeah. and it's, you know, very exciting. And then once again, Grace is like, that was for me. They're coming to get me. <laughs> and just like... It's like how does that even make any sense? <laughs> like, like, yeah, lady, <laughs> come on. She's like, everything's about her all the time. Oh, yes. She's so self-centered. My clothes, <laughs> my assassin. <laughs> like, just so fucking dumb. I just, yeah, I have to say, like, I, I did not. Yeah, I didn't really think anything of this book. The timing was weird. The it was really boring for an action book. Well, I, and I can't figure out exactly why. Like, is it just the writing or the lack of interesting characters? Well, or... I, like, for me, it's Ooh, because it's... I just couldn't. I didn't like, I didn't really like the characters. I had a hard time getting into the story. So I just had such a hard time, like, not for lack of action, but I just had a hard time getting on board with the action. Yeah. Can we talk about um, Hugh picking a lock to get into women's washroom sure. for a second? <laughs> <laughs> so that one just occurred to me about <laughs> indicators of an absolute fucking asshole. Um, so he, he's teasing Grace, he's teasing, he's teasing her. She freaks out about something and, and about the teasing essentially. And, and, you know, a little PTSD in there and runs into the washroom and locks the door. Fair enough. Like she needs some space. She She wants wants to wash her face. So he actually goes like, wow, she actually seemed genuinely freaked out. And like, I should go, I'm a little concerned about her. So he knocks on the door and she's like, fuck off. And then, and then he fucking picks the locks. To ladies' room. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, give her some. Like, give her a little space. And then jokes about it. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't hear from you. I was pounding on the door. She's like, I told you to fuck right mm. off. And you took that as an invitation to pick the lock and come inside. Yeah. And then shortly after that episode, he they kiss. It. Yeah. In the parking lot, it's like, no, you're mad at him. <laughs> they have a fight. And then they kiss. He, and again, I have he, such a problem he, with that. He just totally violated your privacy. Yeah. He has no respect for you. Yeah. No. None, none whatsoever. And that's not all. even the... And that's the second time. He does it another time. He, he breaks, does it... He breaks yeah, into our but house. this time... Oh, 
Oh yeah, he picks the lock to break into the house and then makes up some lame excuse about the door being unlocked, which only escalates her paranoia. Paranoia. Then they watch a soap opera together and everything's fine. And it's like, it just, it's so hot and cold. Ugh, yeah. And it's not even, he never has a legitimate excuse. Like if, you know, like she were in trouble and he picked the lock to get in, you'd be like, oh, okay, like that's excusable. But it's always just because he's a selfish asshole. Yes. Who has to like override his need instead of her and being insensitive to her require like her needs emotionally. Like it's terrible. And she hates, she doesn't like that about him, but... I guess, you know, because he's really hot, it's okay that he completely disrespects her in this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that, that. Oh my God. It really, that part really <laughs> bothered me. His breaking in constantly and his like oh. lack of allowing any type of privacy or any type of life. Yeah. Oh. Uh, worst. Yeah. There's something else I was going to bring up and I totally forgot. Oh, right. Okay. So about all the assassins, the multiple attempts yeah. on Hugh and or Grace's mm. life. So the story there is that well, yeah, Grace Hugh, is according to Grace. And <laughs> so um, Hugh's dog is a drug dog, and Hugh and Lexi have put a big dent into this drug runner Truman's business. Yeah, what are the? We never found out what the other dogs are trained to do. No, <laughs> I mean, what was my joke? Well, we know none of them are bomb dogs. Yes, because there was a bomb at one point. So I think my joke was. One's a SAR dog and one's a corpse dog. Yeah. <laughs> SAR being search and rescue, by the way, for for living people. One dog looks for living people. One dog looks for dead people. Yeah. Um, the other dog looks for drugs. And the other dog looks for drugs. <laughs> so I guess now they need to add a fourth dog to yeah. their repertoire. <laughs> we'll get back to the bomb in a moment. So this guy Truman, who nobody knows what he looks like, uh, he's got it. Uh, out for Hugh because, as I said, Hugh and Lexi uh, have disrupted his business. Uh, and so... He's put out a contract on them. Put out a contract on them. Really, none of this has to do with Grace until Truman shows up in the story. Yes. And he's gunning for both of them. And you never find out how or why Truman knows who Grace is. No, you do. There, um, he talks about how his business was crossed over with the uncle's business and then how he found out that there was like a girl that the, the uncle wanted and he assumed that Grace was it. But there's no reason for him to ever think that because Truman has never met this woman before. No, no, no. But I mean, I'm just saying that's how, that's how they explain it in the book. It's so stupid. It's contrived. Yep. It is the worst contrivance. Yeah. I had such a problem with that. Again, because I'm waiting for me, like, from this. Everybody's still waiting from the biker gang. <laughs> drug bust. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't leave something like that hanging. Oh, yes, you do. If you're Katie Ruggles, you <laughs> fucking leave that hanging. Oh, my God. It was. Oh. So, <clears throat> when Grace comes clean about who she is, the Rocky Mountain Canine Unit, they're like, okay, well, we know a dude from the FBI. Let's get you uh, a meeting with this guy. Yeah. Okay, that's great. His name's Shankle. And so, so while Grace is at the police department waiting for her meeting with Agent Shankle, another dude walks into the interview room, a different FBI agent whom she's never met before, has never heard of. Yep. He brings her a cup of coffee. And drugged it. Which is fucking drugged. And then he kidnaps her. Yep. From the police station. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> I don't know where Otto was on that one. Who where, like, in, like, in the lieutenant? No, the like, lieutenant was in that room moments before. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it turns out this FBI agent is Truman. Yes. Who's like an FBI agent for real? And I guess is running drugs on the side. I, I don't know if he was an no, FBI agent. No, he was. Agent. He was an FBI. He no. was a real FBI agent. Either way, it's fucked. Oh <laughs> my god! Kidnaps her right out of the fucking police station, and, and then, then puts her, this... and then puts her like overly complicated plot with a bomb to blow up Hugh. <laughs> but there's, and I marked this passage in the book. Oh please do. Oh my god! So he has this ridiculous plan to kill Hugh by blowing up a van. With grace inside of it, except that he says here, um, hold on a second. I should highlight that shit. I did. I, I know I should have. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so he's got grace tied up in the van. Um, no one can hear you. This auto shop is closed for the winter and Monroe is just like a ghost town. Just be a good girl and I'll deliver you into Jovanovich's loving arms like we split. Except that his plan is to blow her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you won't be delivering her anywhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe in pieces? So like, it's this kind of stuff that pisses me off. Yeah. The inconsistencies. The, it's like total inconsistencies. Which leads me to conclude that nobody else read this book. No, there was no real editor for this. I don't think there's for real someone editor to for say, like, a lot like, of them. You know, your logic here doesn't track. <sighs> You've changed your mind from page to page about what's going on in this plot. Well, maybe the editor, to be fair, is like reading so many of these books, they just like slide by these things now. Speaking of someone who has edited two anthologies. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not I'm just saying that maybe they read a lot of romance books and they've just burned out their brain and they're bad at their job maybe she's like for a romance novel this is actually really good so i'm not going to change anything because that makes my life harder she's saying it's not even that romantic though so either way so the the obviously nothing gets blown up oh yeah so they stop this van okay and why does he know that this plan is going to work because once again the cops have set up this sting operation he put cocaine on the in the van to try to to catch drug runners yeah so he like sprayed cocaine smell all over the van he didn't go with it it was actual cocaine <laughs> cocaine i smell. prefer cocaine smell okay. <laughs> atomizer all right sure a little atomizer <laughs> oh to cocaine chanel <laughs> <laughs> to get lex and hugh into the van and then he's going to detonate a bomb um via his phone mm-hmm. and he's going to hang around and watch all of this go down as you do moron yeah like hmm. surefire way to get caught so this is because they don't have a uh, bomb dog nobody knows that there is a bomb in the van except that lexi knows that there is there's more than just drugs in the van because mm-hmm. she starts behaving strangely uh, and eventually manages to get hugh to notice that hey maybe you want to take a look, look inside in the, this yeah. box <laughs> And then they find Kaylee, who then says, there's a bomb. And then he throws the bomb. (laughs) And it explodes. in a river. river. And then And he covers her and makes sure sure that she's okay. He's suspiciously on the phone and looking very upset. Oh, my God. Makes a run for it. And and then he goes down. You are the worst at your job. All of you, collectively, (laughs) are the worst at what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you think that would be the end of the book? 
I you no. no you you hope you hope. <laughs> you, you really no. hope there's a hundred more pages of plot Stop to go. <laughs> That's where I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I thought it was going to be like an introduction to the next book in the series or something, like a couple chapters of the right. next book. No. Nope. No. No. Still, Grace still has to have her meeting with Agent Shankle, which is fucking ridiculous. Oh, because gosh. At this meeting, uh-huh. they call Noah... Her boyfriend, boyfriend. From, from Los Angeles, who's... And try to set up a meeting to convince him to work for them. But while she's on the phone call with Noah, clearly, it's clear that they haven't planned this conversation out ahead of time. No. So she gives a whole bunch of information that she shouldn't. And she's, like, looking to Shankle for guidance on how to have this phone call. He's like, oh. That's <laughs> This isn't part of my normal job. I'm just... like, I don't... Why, like... No, dude, this takes, you need time to plan out how you're going to have this phone call and then what you're going to do afterwards. It's like they're just, they're flying by the seat of their pants. Yeah. So she goes to meet him, um, Noah, and then like they have this meeting and it doesn't go well. And he's like, I don't believe you. My uncle's a good dude. My uncle's such a good dude, whatever. And so they end up breaking up this meeting. They, of course, lose track of her because they're, you know, she's wearing a wire and they have video, but they lose track of her. they can't find her. And they can't find her. In the, so, they're in a mall. Yeah, so they can't find her in a mall, and then they... And then they lose she, track of him, too. Yeah, and I'm like, what type of people are you? Like you? No, no, they know where she went. <clears throat> she goes to the bathroom. Yeah, they and they lose, lose track of him. They lose yeah. track of him. So anyway, he assaults her in the bathroom, because that's what happens to her, apparently, all the time. And... <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, like, obviously, Hugo's apeshit and, like, runs after her. And then... Hugh, yes, because Hugh <clears throat> has come along. Yeah. He's been allowed to listen in yeah, that's on protocol. their conversation. So... And, um, in, and he's still, he's in the van. And even then, he just, he can't keep it under control. He has to bother every single person <laughs> in the FBI van yeah. while they're... <laughs> while they're making sure the love of his life is his, safe. Oh, my God. God. So then she ends up getting like the shit kicked out of her by Noah. And then at the end, he's like, they, they basically, he walks in and he's, this guy is dragging, like Noah's dragging her limp body into a closet. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. Because there's a closet in the bathroom. I have a closet in my bathroom. But your I, bathroom is also not in a in mall. In a mall. Court. I know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, mm, but not in a mall. <laughs> no, um, the closets are adjacent to the bathroom. Yeah. They're so, not in the bathroom. So anyway, so she. And then you realize that all of a sudden out of nowhere, she kicks the guy in the nuts and like... Makes a joke about junk it, punches. Or yeah, exactly. And so, and then Hugh makes his move and saves the day. And it's like, you were so brave. You were so brave. That was it. The end. The end. And then she goes back with him to live in... Oh yeah, she decides she, she can have her life back, but she's going to live in Monroe. But isn't it wonderful? She can telecommute to work. Oh, that's so good. But she decides to live in that fucking house with Jules and those ten other people. Yeah, I know, right? Instead, what the shit, girl? Get uh, your own house. Let's talk about the writing for a second. The writing is okay. The writing's not bad. The writing is fine. I want to concede that the writing is better than I than most of the yes, stuff we've read. Yes, it is. What's being written isn't very good. <laughs> yes, but the writing is actually <laughs> the okay. The writing itself is fine. Let's talk about the sex, which happens only once. I found it quite boring. So boring. <laughs> so like I was not oh turned my God. on. Not at I, all. It was like it was like a slog like the rest of the book. I'm like, so how can oh something that's supposed to be so exciting? <laughs> be so be dumb. So dumb. <laughs> I don't I, yeah, it was just it was yeah. really boring. It wasn't anything interesting. There was no good descriptions of anything. It was just not even a mention of an erection. No. 
Nothing. No. At all. And part of this is written from his point of view. Yeah. And no and no mention of like really like a clitoris being on fire really. No, it's, like, I think he touches her center. Yeah. And was And maybe she's wet. I don't remember. I don't even think it was that far. But and even She her, was like sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think it's so dry. Have you seen that video? <laughs> I have seen it. It's very funny. Um, but even partway through the sex, he like Oh, they joke. He like yeah, they they're like they stop to exchange witticisms. I don't I don't mind sex with joking. Like, that's so, but fine. at the same time, it's like it's we supposed... like grind everything to a halt there yeah, with the joking, and then he's. like... I didn't think you can grind something to a halt that never really was going anywhere. Was... But I mean, like, I don't. That part didn't bother me. Like, honestly, like I was like, okay, it makes sense. Like, they're stupid characters anyway. But you know, like. It's like, wait, you're killing the mood here. No, I didn't really find the mood was set to begin with. So I, <laughs> there's I was no like, mood to kill. there's no mood to kill. But either way, like, I didn't find that part as, as problematic as uh, I did. Just, well, yeah, because I just really hated everything about yeah. this book. So I'm going to hate this sex. Yeah. Also, um, I was going to say something. Did you mark passages? No. Nope. Do- oh, I did. I did okay. not. I was, honestly, when I was reading this, I just kind of was just like, okay. I was more like sliding by the words as they <laughs> permeated my brain. Uh, what do we have here? Oh, okay. So here's a scene. Um, this is, Grace is in the, is at the police station and she's waiting to have her meeting with Agent Shankel the first time when she gets kidnapped and the lieutenant comes into the room. Um, and the lieutenant's pissed off because he's trying to get a hold of Hugh and Hugh won't answer his phone. So he tries to use Grace's phone, uh, to call him. And Hugh, he just lets his phone battery die so that when he says, my phone died, he's not lying about it. Like, come on, man. Jesus. Uh, so Grace says to the lieutenant, when you talk to him, or sorry, the lieutenant says to Grace, when you talk to him, you tell him that he needs to get his ass in here yesterday. Got it? Got it. As he turned away, she added, what's going on? Is he in danger? I mean, more danger than the Truman stuff, which I know is a pretty big danger, but his glare made her words dry up, and she fell silent. Yes, he's in danger. What do you know about Truman? That's an open investigation. And that line of questioning goes nowhere <laughs> i feel like everyone should be more concerned about why grace even knows about this truman thing but the lieutenant just lets it go walks out of the room and then she gets kidnapped Ugh. so i have a review for you if you want to hear it most people like this book by the way <laughs> <laughs> most people like most of the books we read we're we're usually the the lone dissenting opinion she has a book called gone too deep <laughs> <clears throat> this is how we choose our books. <laughs> uh, okay, so one one person, Rachel W. All right. Uh, DNF. Okay, <laughs> as much as I enjoyed Ruggles' first series, I'm not feeling in love with this one. It's pretty bland generic, and I keep putting it down in disinterest. I don't even care enough to skim to see how it ends. <laughs> oh, God. Don't take my word. There are some gushing previews, so it might, it might well just not be to my taste. May or not try the next one. I'm also bummed that for books with canine series within the canine series title, it doesn't make much use of the dogs other than window dressing, <laughs> which is very true. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people really like this book. Out of like 366 re- people reviewing it, it has four and a half stars. Whoa, mm-hmm. that's high. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. 
This is off Goodreads. Okay, here's another passage for you. They're about to have sex. (laughs) Please tell me that's the rest of the only passage. (laughs) Where'd you go? She asked, more curious than offended. In response, he pulled a wrapped condom out of his pocket. Giving her a sideways glance, he promptly started babbling. Not that we have to actually do anything or go any further unless you want to, of course. I just thought, well, you were almost naked, so it seemed like a good idea to be prepared. He paused, sending her another quick glance. Just in case. It's like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty clear. Like, I don't understand why you have to have this whole conversation about whether or not he can put his dick in you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes on like this for a little while. Well, he does ask for consent, and that's nice. That's, but it's. I feel like it's actually shoehorned in there. Well, at least it's still there. So it just come on. Again, and of all the just, things, like of all the breaking in of women's bathrooms and all the shit, that he did, at least he fucking <laughs> least asked, he asked to fucking stick his dick in her. <laughs> <laughs> come just, on, at least he gives her that. But and again, it just like ah, I, I just I can't I can't give this book any leeway. No, I I can I can give it that. Mm-hmm. I, I actually I don't mind the fact anything that has consent in it. I. You're fine it. with like no, absolutely. It's very. It's always you always want to have that conversation. Mm. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, no. There's stupid <laughs> ways to ask for consent, but at least it's there. Um, that's yeah. I have more, but you know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> this book is terrible. I didn't like it. Hot or not? Not hot. <laughs> oh my god, no. It was not hot. It no. was it was pretty terrible. And the, the, I I think the thing that disappointed me the most was the fact that it was there was just so much action and it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was such an ironic problem. I I couldn't handle it. I that's what bothered me the I most. I just I didn't like the characters. I'm like, the action was ridiculous, and that's fine, but I just, because, I mean, there are lots of problems in the plot, I have, and, like, I'm trained to read for that stuff. Yeah. And so, I have such a hard time when they're so glaring. Like, little things, fine, but the the stuff about the biker who says and yeah. who says her name See, right in front not, of him and I'm, this Truman business that didn't really make a ton of sense so I just see I'm not trained to read these things I can I I see them but I don't think they bother me nearly as much as they bother oh you God, because you're like if just, I were the editor here I would be yeah that I, I can't yeah that's help totally it. what you think and like me I'm just like this is just shit but it's weird because like I can watch a shit film because I'm also like I'm trained for it in books and movies. <laughs> And I can watch a crap film, and I know it's garbage, but I can love it. But I can read. Maybe because it takes you longer to read, so it's just more frustrating. Is that a waste of time? But at the same time, I I do read some trashy books that I enjoy, but they're better written than this, and the logic holds up. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is um, I can be pretty harsh and judgmental. Yeah, you're telling me. I've known (laughs) you forever. She is totally fucking harsh and judgmental. Um, bitch, yeah. bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> I did not enjoy on the chase. I did not enjoy it either. <laughs> like, and it, and maybe the reviews are true that this is like the worst one in the series. But yeah, I mean, like, like this could be an us problem. It could also just be like, but it could be, yeah, yeah. The maybe the book just yeah. is, and, and whatever. Maybe it's the weakest in the series. Who maybe knows? it is. I'm not gonna read the others to find out. No. Nope. <laughs> No, we're going to move on from here. Next week is your pick. Next week's my pick. I have, I don't know what we're going to read, but it won't have a dog on the cover. Uh, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, no more dog books. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, so, final thoughts? Um, 
Yeah. Don't. Just don't do yeah, it. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> All right. So I've been Rachel. I've been Shelly. And yeah, sorry about the dog books. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>